Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Bailey Walsh, who is the creative director of ABBA Voyage, the really, really incredible show. And, and I was so fascinated by what some of the early creative conversations were and how you've ended up conceptualizing this really remarkable mix of emotion, nostalgia, technology, something that really kind of like harkens us back to the past, but feels very present and futuristic at the same time, um, because they were looking for a director and, you know, ABBA's producers, it sounds like came to you had a conversation um, and then when you were talking to the the producers along with Benny and Bjorn in those early conversations about what the show could be because there wasn't a concrete idea yet of of how to do it or what it was going to look like um, you know what what were the initial discussions that led to the show being presented in the way that it has been on screen with such an amalgamation of technology and nostalgia well, it's a really difficult one it's a slow process really it's you know that that voyage of discovery and elimination and you know kind of a series of small decisions and you know it's an adventure um when i came on johan rank had started the project and because he had such an enormous success with chernobyl he wasn't able to do it because he had other opportunities that he wanted to um explore um and he'd kind of set a roadmap it was much more cinem cinematic when when i kind of came on um which was a it was very you know it was kind of it was great it was but it was you know, my feeling was my feeling was that you know i wanted this to be an emotional journey and i think everybody wants it to be an emotional journey and uh you know and we felt that the uh, idea of a live concert was kind of you know the way to go and so you know we just kind of discussed with ILM and all of the, you know, all of the tech people, you know, best way to go about it. And we started, you know, we, we went down that road. And I think that the, uh, you know, the live concert with the live band, I mean, it, you know, I think it adds, you know, it, it's, it's like you're at a live concert. It's a very emotional experience. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a gradual process of, you know, just the way creative is, it's just, you know, it's a slow process of discoveries. Yeah, you know, you're bringing up their Industrial Light and Magic, who are one of the, the partners in, in putting this together and producing this, particularly from the technological side. In terms of the technology, was it a case of trying to figure out what was poss possible technologically and then figuring out how you were going to use that in a show or conceptualizing ideas and then figuring out afterwards, you know, okay, this is the idea that we have. So now let's figure out how to make it possible with the technology. Yeah, that we it was very much that way. Yeah, it was very much that way. So we did, it's kind of like, I never wanted to feel limited by technology. So it was always trying to push, you know, boundaries and coming up with ideas and saying, right, how are we going to achieve this? So it wasn't like, oh, what can we do? What's, what are we able to do? It was very much the ideas led project. So, yeah, uh, and I never doubted, I, you know, I never doubted ILM's kind of, you know, that they would, that they couldn't do something. It was like, you know, I, it was, uh, it was really interesting because I think they may have had some doubts at the beginning, um, but, you know, Ben Morris, who's the head creative at ILM, he really rose the challenge and, uh, you know, um, we figured it out. We, you know, we figured it out along the way. Um, so yeah, the idea, it was an ideas led, it wasn't tech led. Yeah. 
I love that. And and one of the things that's so striking about the show is it's not a case of, okay, you, you've got, you know, these avatar versions, the avatars that come out and perform and that's the whole show. Every single musical number throughout the show has such a distinctive identity and visual presentation. And there's so many different stylistic techniques used on stage when it comes to the lighting, to the screens, to the holographic elements, the way that everything really immerses out into the audience. Um, and so how did you kind of go through the set, you know, once you kind of finalized, okay, these are the songs that the band really want to have be part of the show that everyone feels are the most important. What was that journey of going song by song and figuring out, okay, at this point, we're going to have some animation graphics up on screen. You know, this is going to be the avatars. This is going to be where we're really focusing on the lighting coming out into the stage and what that individual visual presentation of each number was going to look like. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that's just the, that's the beautiful kind of moment of, you know, of like, okay, breaking it down. You've got the big ideas. We want it to be immersive. We want it to be a live concert. And so, you know, you've got those ideas. And then it's literally a case of, as you say, kind of breaking down the songs, but carrying a thread throughout that there is, you know, that, that it's not this kind of desperate, different ideas that don't kind of add up to a big concert. So always keeping that live concert in mind. But again, because the real, uh, this is, you know, it is avatars, right? So we always thought that we have to be really generous here because you, in a sense of, you don't have the like the real live avatar there. So we, I, yeah, we thought, thought that it always had to be a very generous show in the sense of lighting and, and uh, yeah, lighting, I mean, the stage is, you know, it's never an architectural kind of set. It's always, a, everything is about light. So, you know, and the idea of bringing the light into the arena and kind of, you know, not knowing where the kind of digital ends and, and real begins and vice versa. Uh, that was really important. And um, yeah, and, and then obviously there are, you know, there were budgetary kind of, you know, issues in the sense of, you know, you, in a, which actually helped in lots of ways because, you know, limitation sometimes is a really good, you know, kind of great way to create. It's like, you know, if you've got endless resources, sometimes that can kind of be your downfall. So the, there were kind of, you know, there were budgetary restrictions on some, you know, I mean, I know it's a vast budget, but you still have budget budgetary restrictions on something that's so expensive to create. Um, and that kind of dictated how I would approach something sometimes, how I'd approach certain songs. Um, and then it was literally just that joyful process of listening to the song and what does that conjure up to me? What's the story? What is, you know, what is the visual to this? So yeah, that's, which is, you know, which I always love doing, whether that be for a video or for a film or, you know, it's always that, that beautiful process of close your eyes and dream. Yeah. And you're talking there about the importance of the lighting and there's so many different ways in which that comes into play. And, and, and the part of it I was really intrigued by is, you know, the lighting and the avatars together, because, you know, you really play with it where if, if one band member has a solo moment in a song that there's a spotlight on them. And so was there a lot of kind of recalibration of the avatars in line with making sure that you were having that lighting design that's really highlighting them at different moments and different ways in the performances as well? And, and how did that influence the, the construction of them? Yeah, I mean, I was always, yeah, the idea was always never to let the, we never, you know, I never wanted the kind of, it to go into pure darkness. They always, we always wanted 
to give depth that you, you know that beautiful thing when you see a live band and you see them moving around the stage in the semi-darkness we always wanted we always wanted that so you know kept kept it the whole thing alive and and, and the other the other avatars present the whole time um and then all of the lighting that was decided but you know that that had to be designed and and all those lighting cues designed a long time ago so ilm could work you know knowing what that lighting was with the lighting um yeah that was designed i mean i suppose you know two years before before we even you know got got to see it um you know the, i mean lighting is you know lighting as i say there was no stage set lighting was our set so you know that was it was lighting's crucial crucial throughout the whole thing and with details like you're mentioning there of, of moments where you know it's not that all of a sudden they disappear. If they move back on the stage, you can still kind of see them faintly in the background. And there's so many details that really bring through that through thread of it being the same as when you go to a live musical performance, you know, it's, you could have them in completely different costumes and outfits every single song, but you don't, it's still, you know, maybe they're wearing the same outfit for a couple of songs and then there's a costume change. There's the stage banter in between. How did you figure out a lot of the pacing and the rhythm because it plays so well to the audience, you know, even when they're talking to the audience and, and there's kind of a joke made, there's the pause there, but obviously, audiences respond in such different ways to the same show every single night and so how did you figure out what the right pacing and rhythm of of all those sorts of details were going to be to make it really have that immersive live feel yeah how do i figure it out it's just again it's a yeah there's there's kind of never uh, it's such a kind of long process that you just you know it's that thing of what would i want to see what do i want to see and again it's that that thing of about emotion and how can we how can we get the best out of this emotionally? And so, yeah, it's just a, it's just that process of imagination of imagining. And um, you know, the pace obviously the kind of set list kind of dictated a certain pace, um, which you know. So that was great. It was kind of you know, and it was great that that Abba, that, you know, there was always going to be Abba's set list. It was always going to be their decision about what you know what songs and what order. And obviously there was lots of discussions about that, but at the end of the day, that was Abba's set list. So that was a great kind of roadmap for me. That was, a, that was wonderful because it was like, okay, this is it. This is what I've got to work with. So then, so obviously those songs, you know, the way that they paced that set list, kind of that was dictating to me. So where you have the breaks and where you have the kind of the chat between and you know, that was, uh, again, um, we knew that we wanted them to talk because they're so involved in this. And, we, you know, the heart and soul of those avatars are ABBA, you know, because they, you know, they're, they're there, they're talking, it's their speeches, it's their thoughts. Um, so, yeah, that just, it, 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 we knew where we thought the speeches should be. And then gradually as we worked and then as we filmed them, um, you know, when we filmed them for five weeks in Sweden, it just became more and more apparent what was, you know, what was going to work. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. 
you know and and even their involvement as well it's it's the fact that when you're you're watching this performance you know that it's motion captured from them it's the performance that they wanted um and so what was that collaboration and working with with the band and with Wayne McGregor on a lot of what the the choreography of the the show was going to look like because it was the band coming in and doing motion capture and and doing choreography with him and with you but then also having doubles kind of like step in where they needed to have a little bit more movement and motion to kind of capture back to to that particular time yeah I mean that was a really joyful experience the whole five weeks was amazing and working with Wayne was such a treat um you know he's he's amazing and brilliant and uh, you know he's a real treat um on the you know filming of the band it was much more you know in the sense that Wayne didn't actually choreograph them we gave you know I'd give Wayne an idea of what what the song was what the the, the maison scene was right what the what the idea was and then um way you know and we talk it's like you know do we want them to be still do we want lots of movement do we you know so each song had a different kind of treatment and Wayne would talk to the you know to Abba and you know and we'd both talk and, and say what that was and let them do the interpretation almost so and then Wayne would use their interpretation and then extend that into the doubles who were rehearsing and working on becoming ABBA in the studio next door. So that was great because there was this kind of, you know, working at the same time was wonderful. So say, so yeah, so Wayne would use, and I think that that's a really clever thing that Wayne did was um, that, you know, it's not over choreographed. It, feel, it doesn't feel, you know, it's not a Madonna concert here. Do you know what I mean? It feels very natural and very like, you know, spontaneous. And I think that that's, and that's very ABBA. And so Wayne, like I say, he, he extended all of those moves from the ABBAs, from their natural movement, from the stories that we were telling and what we asked them, we told them what the scenes were. He extended, let them do their own movement almost. And then, like I say, extended it into the, into the doubles. Right, and, and with that idea as well of, of elements that are just so intrinsic with who they are as a band, there's so many things that, that are just so familiar in watching it, you know, even the fact they're so synonymous with the idea of kind of like two faces side by side, like singing towards each other on screen. What were the most important details and beats from music videos and performances that they'd given, you know, when they first launched their career and were first releasing this music that were really important to bring to stage visually and to tap into in that way? Because the moment that you do anything like that on screen, it just immediately connects with the audience in a very particular way. Absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously their videos were so kind of, you know, they were so unique and the, the Lassie Halstrom kind of visual language that he created with ABBA is so important. So I think it was very, very important for, for me to reference that and to use that, um, like you say, to kind of trigger memories and to trigger, to trigger memories of videos that they've done. And, you know, so wherever I could, I mean, I didn't want to kind of, you know, just just use it all the way through, but wherever I could, especially in those kind of, you know, more cinematic moments, um, you know, we'd, we'd use that and, and reference it and try and kind of, yeah, it just seemed, it seemed absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And were there interesting challenges that came with the the construction of their costumes? Because obviously they're, they're so known for having such intricately detailed costumes and you're now creating that in a visual medium that requires a lot of layering within the, the visual technology. Um, and so were there any challenges that came with bringing that side of, of the show and the visual elements to screen into life? Yeah, I mean, Bjorklund did the, you know, she designed the costumes with other designers. Um, and, you know, I think she did a great job in, in the sense of, you know, it was always about bringing Abra into present day rather than just kind of reproducing a concert that was, nine, you know, the Wembley concert in 1979. So that we wanted their costumes to be, obviously, a, a look back, but very present, you know, very you know, modern and, and wearable now. Um, so I think that she did an amazing job on that. In the, um, in the sense of ILMs, you know, how they kind of, you know, worked with those costumes that we had physically made. Um, we obviously, you know, filmed them and um, broke them down. And then they literally recreated thread by thread and sequin by sequin, they recruit, recreated those. We're two an amazing, you know, with amazing brilliance and you know, the, the, the end effect, I think, is wonderful. I mean, all of those sequins, you know, all of the rhinestones and all that, those opening costumes, I mean, throughout, actually. I mean, I just think, you know, they're so three-dimensional uh, and the way they move and, you know, and we are obviously, like I say, we filmed all of that, you know, to, as a reference for them to work with. Um, but, yeah, it was a really big challenge for Ireland, I think. Massive challenge. Yeah, you know, and, and again, there's there's all these very kind of future forward technologically, you know, incredible visual moments in the show, but then you also allow yourself to, to visually use footage from their music videos, from performances. You know, one of the really great moments is, got, is taking everyone back to their performance at Eurovision and using that footage. And that's a real nostalgia point. How did you kind of figure out where that really fit into the show? And was it something that from the beginning, even as you were conceptualizing these avatars and what the show was gonna look like, that it was still always important to have some of that original footage as well for the audience? Um, it was, yeah, it, it, again, when did we realise, I don't know, it just felt like, you know, it just felt like the right thing to do. And actually Ludwig, what happened was that um, we decided that we were going to, you know, we wanted Waterloo to be the one, right? And we were going to, because Eurovision was such a kind of key moment in their career at the beginning of it all. And I felt that Ludwig was the right person to do, to, to kind of, to edit this piece, right? And uh, yeah, I, so I kind of handed over Waterloo to Ludwig um, and Ludwig came up with the idea of, uh, that it was gonna be a Eurovision piece. Ludwig came up with the idea of using all of the different um, television appearances that they did for Waterloo. And it just, yeah, it seemed right. And I think that he did, uh, you know, he did with, with his editor, just, you know, a wonderful job. It's very, you know, it's great fun. It's very emotional. It reminds everyone of where I came from. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it was great. Yeah, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the venue itself because the venue was also constructed specifically for the show. 
and and with the way the show is being presented and there's so many striking elements when you're in that arena you know from like there's just such darkness that you're plunged into so it really pulls you straight into the stage no one's using their phones to even try and take pictures because you're just fully immersed in the moment you can tell that no matter where you sit you've got an amazing view of everything that's happening and even just the number of visual elements like lighting and screens that come out into the audience as well and kind of are right above your head at various moments kind of what what was that journey of the the element realizing the elements that you needed to construct into the venue and that were really going to enhance everything that you were working on creating on stage well the venue uh, the venue was kind of on that you know, had been designed before I came on board um and the stage and the and around the stage I, yeah that was the only thing in a sense that I was involved with what I think works really really well within the arena is the scale of it and the intimacy of it. So, and, and the fact that it's kind of, you know, in the, you know, in an amphitheater kind of shape. So you can see, it's small enough that you can see every face, right? You can see every face in that arena. And I think that that's a really great thing because it basically, that when there's excitement, the excitement spreads because you can feel it and you can see it. Right? At, at a venue like, say, let's, you know, the O2, it's basically, you don't know what's going on at the back. Right, so all of those thousands of people behind you may be going crazy, but you never feel it here. So I think that there's a really beautiful thing about the arena, which is, like I say, the intimacy of it, and that you are in this properly communal experience. And that is, you know, and that stewfish is brilliant. You know, that that that's uh, you know that's their brilliance of the, the design of that building. And the other thing is that you know it's a beautiful thing that that. The, the ability to be able to design a building that's bespoke. So the experience starts as soon as you arrive, basically. You arrive at this kind of, you know, this kind of spaceship. So already the excitement is there. And then you go through, you know, you go through into the kind of common areas that, you know, where you can get drinks and food, all of which is really kind of works really, really well. And the flow is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think that, the building is a big, massive part of the success of this, you know, a really big part of the success of this. And it's also such an accomplishment in terms of, you know, yes, you've got all of this technology and certain things that are that are meticulously planned out, but there's also live elements to the show as well in terms of musicians and, and singers that are kind of playing alongside the, the recorded elements. Um, how do you kind of create that space and find that middle ground where the recorded elements and the live elements really come together and, and meet in that place in the middle? Again, it's that whole thing of I think the live band is so important, the whole thing. Um, and you know they're brilliant and we, we love them and but it's that thing of you know what's real and what's not real in the same way that the lighting kind of you know you don't know where the lighting is real and where it's you know it, uh, where it's digital so it's that you know we were playing with that whole idea of the mix of you know throughout the whole thing um, and the voices obviously you know we've got um the voices from the new from the new songs, so they're recent. But then on the you know the, the you know we're using the old Abba's voices with the you know, with the live band and the and the backing singers. So you know all of that is mixing. And then yeah, it's, it's a, again it's that that whole kind of the mix which is so important. And obviously with with live shows, there's 
kind of you get to see how the audience are responding to certain things and you know if if this was the band on stage every night there's little elements that they would probably tweak and adjust and um you know with a show like this it has to be meticulously detailed and there's a lot of things that you can't change you can't suddenly say actually I think tonight we'll play this song here in the set list instead but have there been elements and and kind of minute details since the show opened that you've kind of gone okay maybe we're going to tweak this up just a little bit or we'll move this just a tiny bit or what have those details absolutely. been absolutely it does you know i'm still working on it so there there are there are kind of small changes as we go along you know as you say we can't make big changes at this point um i mean and you know obviously we could add songs um you know that's a possibility but right now with the show as it is we are making you know tiny adjustments timing adjustments between you know between songs and you know a few, you know, and obviously all of the sound mix was, you know, um, Benny was here working on that for a long time. So that sound mix is, you know, pretty set, but you know, it, they're live musicians. So things do change. Um, but yeah, there are, you know, there are, each show is, each show is, you know, slightly different. I notice the differences. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure that the audience would, but they, you know, all those details, the show is made up of details, right? And, you know, all of those details add up to the whole and they're really, really important. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, fiddling. I'm still fiddling. <laughs> Well, it, it genuinely is kind of just one of the most astounding and mesmerizing events and experiences that I've been to in, in recent times or even that I can think of. And I can't wait to go see it again already because you just sit there trying to figure out how you've, how you've constructed it and put it all together. So thank you so much for answering all my questions and talking oh, wow, about it. Thank you so wonderful. much. It's been a real pleasure. I'm really happy to hear that you enjoyed it. It's great, great news. Thank you. <laughs>